Hi everyone, happy Wicked Wednesday and welcome to Shivers Haunted. Many people associate horror and the genre's roots to people who are different and ideas that are really out there, the strange and unusual. Getting to the origins of some of those strange and unusual members of the fandom though, we find ourselves meeting past performers of the Lost Carnival. The circus freaks who dare to be different and own your, their own uniqueness to make something of it. Today we're talking about the origins of circuses and the characters that make up the freak show. Taking it back to our older body horror conversation, special effects in horror reveals the fragility of the human body and the human mind due to how easily it can be manipulated. Body horror is especially scary for attractive women. My body is as pretty as it can be, can be used against me and make me an object or a target. The genre of body horror is rooted from carnival sideshows exploiting humans with birth defects as freaks, making those who look different from the norm as something to be feared and used for our amusement. This can be seen clear as day when talking about the biggest woman or the biggest man of these obese people or the bearded woman who was just simply born with extra skin cells that will make you have extra hair on your face. There's nothing wrong with these people, but they're being exploited in the circus genre. Take the movie Monster House, for example. This is a family-friendly movie that is very warm-hearted, but the antagonist of the entire movie is the spirit of this woman, Constance, who was the biggest woman in a freak show, who was just set on revenge because all of these people made fun of her over the years. Thinking about this from a holistic perspective, the attack on women is scarier than those who just simply look different. In 1932, there was a film about carnival freaks called Freaks that used actual carnies to act in it. The freaks in this movie are the people who we do root for, and the normal-looking, quote-unquote normal-looking, people are the evil monsters. The characters from this film are the same characters in American Horror Story Carnival, as a fun fact. Moving on to the tattooed person. Back in the early 19th century, the only people who had tattoos were sailors and criminals. This was due to the fact that tattoo artists were known only by word of mouth, and the locations of tattoo shops were placed near shipyards and docks. Women started getting tattoos in 1890, and this is where some of the freak show oddities came from. Same as the bearded and the large woman, a tattooed woman was associated with a fetish and a photo of a tattooed woman could have been purchased by a circus attendee as a souvenir of sorts. The idea that a woman's body was tainted was fascinating to patrons, and people would flock to see it. As common as tattoos are today, approximately 20% of the world's population has tattoos, we still see this trend continue. You're dirty or you're a criminal if you have tattoos, and don't you dare wear your skin out to a corporate outing, or you'll never get a job. It's crazy, but just another way to separate people and make them feel like freaks. Even though the tattooed community wears this uniqueness and freakness as a badge of honor. Personally, this is one of my biggest motivators for being a corporate recruiter. It's time to put people's true skills to the test and not let their skin do the talking. Moving on to tarot readings and crystal balls. The tarot is a pack of playing cards used from the mid-15th century in various parts of Europe to play card games such as Italian Tarocini. From their Italian roots, tarot playing cards spread to most of Europe, evolving into a family of games that includes German Gross Tarot and more recent games such as French Tarot, which are still played today. 
In the late 18th century, French occultists began to make elaborate and unsubstantiated claims about their history and meaning, leading to the emergence of custom decks used for divination via tarot card reading and cartomancy. Cartomancy turned into what we know today as card readers or fortune tellers. In relation to circus freak shows and having the all-knowing woman or traditional gypsy of sorts, this type of tarot reader came from those who wanted to take the opportunity of taking advantage of the demographic of God-fearing Christians. Those who were so afraid of being damned that they would pay innumerable amounts of money to strangers to get a glimpse of their unforetold future. Thus, gypsies received a bad reputation as stealing money from gullible patrons, casting them out of the freak show scene and causing the word gypsy to be deemed negatively as a curse word. Negative connotation given to those who were legitimate fortune tellers or real psychics just trying to make a buck. When we think about circuses today, not necessarily lost carnivals or freak shows, typically, traditionally, the very first thing we think of are clowns. Why are people so afraid of clowns? We know that there is a human underneath the wig and the makeup, but there is still something unnatural and monstrous and inhuman about them. They present themselves to the public as goofy, but on the other hand, we know that it's all an act. You don't know their true identity or their intentions, and when you add in their accessibility to children, that really ramps up the level of unease around them. People say, when did clowns go bad? But that's the wrong question. They've always had an evil side, but people just choose to ignore it. Many people are afraid of clowns, but why? Clowns at a rodeo or a carnival are fine because they're meant to be there. It's their uniform of the day. But a clown in your backyard holding a meat cleaver is not meant to be there and is therefore terrifying because they're venturing outside of their own pattern. You're not supposed to be here and you're going against the norm. Additionally, John Wayne Gacy, who was a serial killer in the 1980s, I believe, dressed like a clown. So this really brought the evil side to life and is where the rumors of the bad clowns truly began. We can see something similar in the movie called Wrinkles. This is a kind of like a parody, something I would recommend for every single person to watch. It is a fake documentary based on Wrinkles the Clown, which is a character that parents can call and scare their kids when their kids are being bad. So it is a little bit of a satire because it's pointing out that calling a stranger to scare your kids and calling a clown to scare your kids is much more mundane and human than telling children that if they lie, cheat, and steal, then they're going to burn in hell. Moving on, though, when we think of clowns and regular entertainment, nine out of ten times we think of Pennywise and It. In the movie It, Pennywise is a manifestation of evil, cruelty, and fear. And in the first It film, the newer one, not the original, Pennywise changes his eye color when talking to certain victims to get them to trust them. For example, when Georgie, the little boy with the yellow coat, runs into Pennywise, Pennywise changes his eye color to blue to match the color of Georgie's mother to get Georgie to trust him and essentially lure him in. In general, clowns are perfect disguises for monsters because you can't guess what's truly underneath the makeup. 
and the movie It is one of the only household horror movie names, showing that this is a conversation that's happening whether it's with good connotations or negative connotations. In the book for It, though, the scariest things in the book are homophobia, racism, and class repression, rather than the actual supernatural scares or Pennywise himself. If you repress your fears and ignore them, hoping that they will go away, they will come back to you in full circle, maybe even 27 years later. The, mo the book and the movie are both visualizations of what, we, of what would happen if we let society dictate our lives and desires. If we're gay, black, diseased, etc., if we're freaks or losers, the only way that we can live happy lives is if we hold on to our values deep and ignore all of the nonsense around us that clouds our judgment and our purpose. In the second It film, It Chapter 2, we really do see that Pennywise and all of the fears of these kids focus on teen anxiety and the fears of childhood. Thanks for listening to today's Wicked Wednesday post. In continuing with today's theme of tarot and all things strange, Shivers will be hosting a presentation of horror, history, and ties to spirituality through Solely Holistic's platform on October 26th from 7.30 till 9 p.m. This is something that can be found on Facebook and is for everyone. If you're a fan of Halloween and horror movies, if you're someone who hates both, either way, whatever side of the fence you're on, this presentation's for you something different, talking about the history behind certain Halloween traditions, some of the ritualistic happenings of the Salem witch trials and things that happened in the past that we still use today. All of the above brings forth a really cool conversation, and I hope to see you all there. So thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of your week.